Welcome to the weekend wrap up. This is Zoe, the intern here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Isaac and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. First, here's Christie's story from the recent Natalie Grant concert. It was a big weekend, all kinds of concerts. I heard you got to hang out with some listeners Saturday nights. I did. Natalie Grant concert. So we had the KLRC table set up. We were just talking to so many just awesome, just family members of our listening family and um, there was one particular uh, gentleman, his name is Chad, and he just shared something so cool with me. He came up and he shared how he had challenged his wife, Vicki, to listen to Christian music, and she was not interested. And he goes, you know what? Just listen for 30 days. Do the 30-day challenge. Month, yeah. Yeah. And so she did. And then the next thing you know, 30 days passes again and again and again. And five years later, hmm. she's been listening to christian music for five years to klrc straight and and it was a doorway to her relationship with the lord that's cool and i thought that's just such a cool story well okay so i thought so i was gonna get on the stage and welcome everyone to the concert and just say hey you know natalie grant's gonna be performing we're so excited yeah. and we're excited that you're here and and just do the welcome and I thought I'm going to share that story because to me that's powerful because oh, yeah yeah it's, it's just a, this idea of yes Christian music impacts people and people that may not step into the church they'll at least give God a chance through the radio yeah. right and and it really helped change Vicky's life that's the story that's what we all need to hear and just you know, rest in, in that. Okay. And so I'm about to go on the stage from thinking I'm going to share that. I'm going to give away a few little KLRC t-shirts. Okay. going to do a little bit of trivia about Natalie Grant. Okay. Well, you're the trivia queen. Yeah. And I have done this multiple times. I get some butterflies when I go up on the stage always, but I'm not just super nervous. I was so nervous uh, before going up on stage. Before going on the stage, almost like my hand was shaking. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, what is well, yeah. wrong with me? But I knew. So I was going to ask trivia about Natalie Grant uh -huh. when I gave away these t-shirts. And I was thinking in my head, Natalie Grant is listening to me. She's going to listen to everything I say. And I have Natalie Grant on this pedestal. I was going to say, mind. she's kind of a big deal in the Christie yeah. world. Yeah. I mean, nominated nine times for a Grammys, right? <laughs> Five the trivia. time vocalist okay. of the year. Uh -huh. she, she's no joke. Okay. She's incredible to me. I'm a huge fan of hers. So I have this thing in my head, like Natalie's going to listen to me talk about her. I really want to get this right. And so I'm just super nervous. nervous. I go out. I give away the t-shirts, I, I fly through the trivia, I don't say a word about Chad's awesome story you about Vicky. About yeah. The main message I'm even wanting to share, and I just spaz out. I just, just totally bombed nervous. it. Yes. Yeah. So then I walk off the stage, I open the door back to the back hallway, and Natalie Grant, she's coming out of this door. Yeah. And she smiles. I said, hey, did you hear the, the trivia I was asking about you? And she goes, no. <laughs> I was busy. I was like, well, I asked what your favorite football team was. You didn't hear that? She goes, no. I was like, okay. Well, it was great. You know, I kind of talked to her super yeah. briefly. But then I walked off and then I was like, oh. you got nervous. She for didn't all hear a word. She didn't hear anything I said. I totally bombed it because I had this thing in the back of my head because I've got Natalie on this little pedestal, right? And it was just this kind of 
moment where it uh-huh. hit me and it was kind of like God just gently whispered like, you know, we put people on these uh-huh. pedestals and it really does affect other things in our life. Like, and I'm not trying to over spiritualize. It doesn't, you know, but at the same time, I just kind of thought there was a message that I really felt like was on my heart mm-hmm. to share and it was an important message. And because of my own insecurities and issue, you know, this pedestal idolization thing yeah. happening over here, it totally took away the message. And well, you are not alone. Yeah. I was just thinking of how many of us get distracted from the life we're supposed to live and do the things we're supposed to do because we get all enamored with something yeah, or someone. Things of this world, right? And and Natalie, I mean, she's legit. She loves God. She's all about spreading the gospel. Um, but Natalie is not the gospel. She's not the most important thing. God mm. is. And she'll be the first person to tell you that. There is definitely a lot of pressure when you go out on stage to talk to a whole big audience and you know someone important is watching. But I think this pressure comes from within us. Most of the time, people don't care all that much what we say or how we say it, if we're perfect or not, but we might feel that pressure to get things right. And I really appreciate Christy for being so honest about this situation and how she recognized the false idol she made and how it affected her. It's definitely something to think about. The expectations and pressure we put on ourselves, pleasing someone else, instead of focusing on pleasing God. And I think when we surrender to the expectations of being perfect, we can allow ourselves to be free and even silly. And that's when we can have some fun. Here's some KLRC listeners joining in the fun. KLRC, good morning. It's Mark and Christy. Who's this? Dave Flowery. Hi, Mark. Dave, good morning. What's up, Dave? So, Dave. Hey. Are you up for some uh, movie tickets? Come on. Okay. It, to get the now this is a six pack. Six tickets. You can bring some friends, family, anybody you want. You've got to be willing to give it. us your best flipper impersonation. Yeah, right. Flipper sound. Mm-hmm. And Christy's gonna do it with you because she's pretty much an expert. I, I kinda wanna hear him do it and if he needs help, my inner flipper will, will support <laughs> we'll, him. We'll come alongside. And come out. Okay. <laughs> Right. I need inner flipper. I do. <laughs> Dave, we want to hear your inner flipper on the count of three. One, okay. two, three. <laughs> I, think, I think flippers hurt. Oh, it sounds like flipper just got attacked. I love it. I think we should hook him up. He, we he we got it. you, Dave. <laughs> Six tickets oh to see gosh, the Jesus it. Revolution movie on us, okay? Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. I don't know what has happened, but your inner flipper is <laughs> uncontrollable. In full form. I didn't know I could do the flipper impression until this morning, so then now I, I can't help myself. I'm... It's nonstop. <laughs> we'll be walking down the hallways wondering where flipper is. <laughs> today. If you missed it, uh, we had a flipper-themed question as part of the Battle of Generations today. Christy just busted out a spot-on perfect flipper impersonation. It was it was amazing. KLRC, hi, good morning. Who's this? We have, but do you want to do the impression just for fun? Sure. <laughs> oh, yes! I love it. Okay, what's your best flipper impression? Okay. Let's hear it. Wow. 
Wow, that's pretty good. That's impressive. Wow, I love that. Yeah, it was my little flipper in the background. <laughs> oh, that's so that's cute. I think we should hook her up with a pair of tickets, Mark. How about we surprise you? Two tickets on us. Sound good? That sounds awesome. I was in the studio minding my own business when I heard Christie's flipper impression. Let's just say I was both confused and not surprised at the same time. Up next is Chaplain Justin preparing us for this Easter weekend. So Easter week this week, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to ask you this because I know you've been in different forms of ministry with people for years, having mm-hmm. lots of conversations, walking people's spiritual journey out with them. I'm curious from your experience, what is one of the biggest or more common mm-hmm. misunderstandings about Jesus, right? A lot mm-hmm. of times we kind of have a picture of Jesus based on, it might be, I grew up in Sunday school and this is what I thought, or I've picked up on just from conversations around my life, but they're not always even rooted in truth, or maybe they're even rooted in something that might be actually a lie. It could really mess, oh, mess yeah. your understanding Absolutely. Up. I'm curious, what as you've had conversations with people, like what's one of the th- things that you often see that we sometimes just misunderstand mm-hmm. about him? Well, I think the the big picture is that we are saved by our good works, like period. That's what we think. Yeah, yeah like and so if you're kind of checking out of the faith and Christianity, you're just saying I'm not into that. If you're tied down and burdened by religion you're really trying hard and feel this sense of i'm i'm not not doing it uh-huh. and i think it comes from this theological miss which this language i got from sinclair ferguson theologian scottish he's great to listen to nice with the accent <laughs> yeah and uh is that that jesus must always be savior before he can ever be example And so we have to receive his good work on our behalf in order to grow into living out his Mm -hmm. good works of loving God and loving our neighbor as ourself, helping others do the same in discipleship. Um, Because we need a source of power, of Mm -hmm. strength, Mm -hmm. of peace that says, this is not about me and getting it right, you know. This is about Jesus being my savior, being my life, my strength, and he is going to live it out through me. And what might that look like in this mm-hmm. situation? How might I listen? How might I speak? How might I do something good or hospitable? There's lots of good examples. But yeah, he must be savior before he's an example. Mm-hmm. And if we flip that, uh, we are either going to check out and run away or we are going to be burdened by religion. And feel trapped by that. Mm-hmm. And make our works our salvation rather than Christ as our Savior. Yeah, and Jesus yeah. and his His works. Yeah. What we celebrate this Holy Week, you know, uh-huh. uh, throughout this week. And Good Friday in his work on the, the cross and Easter and his victory over sin and death and the law, the power of the law. Uh, that's all good news if we will say... Yes, I fall short, and I need to receive him before I can walk with him Mm. and in his strength. As always, really powerful reminders from Chaplain Justin to help us prepare our hearts for celebrating his resurrection. But even though Jesus gives us new life, we still find stress in this earthly existence, and Isaac found an interesting stress reliever. 
we all have maybe good and not so good ways of coping with stress, right? Michelle Thomas has a new one for us, though. She said it'd been a very long week at her job. I knew I needed something to do to relax, something to take my mind off the mountain of emails and the long to-do list. Does this sound familiar, right? She said, so I, a 37-year-old woman, broke out the Legos. I emptied the bags, arranged and built the minuscule bricks. My mind, she says, settled to the quietest it had been in months. The moment the structures started to take shape, it was genuinely thrilling. I finished assembling the bricks with one final triumphant click. The click of a job well done. The click of achievement of creating something fun, joyful, purely for pleasure. She said, I scanned my mind and found no anxious thoughts, no worries or what ifs, just peaceful satisfaction. So apparently playing with Legos can relieve stress in adults as well. And according to the company, they surveyed 32,000 parents and adults and found that 78% of adults claimed it helped them with their own well-being, with the same amount saying that it's fundamental to their happiness. Now, I love that. And I think that it might be worth checking out the Lego bricks the next time we find ourselves a little stressed. I think I'm going to mess around with this. Legos are proving time after time that they are an amazing tool. I read a story last week about how an artist is using them in his art pieces. There's just something distinctly human to work with the tactile things and a sense of accomplishment that happens when you've done something and you can see it. Sure, there may be some satisfaction in a computer-based job. I mean, I'm on my computer all day. But isn't it so much more satisfying when you finish a puzzle, paint something, crochet, or like this, build with Legos? It's almost as if God designed us in his image to use our hands and create and work, and that work can be incredibly satisfying. Well, now you know a great stress reliever. Here's something to hike up your anxiety levels. Kids buying expensive things on mom's Amazon app. Like a lot of five-year-olds, Lily, a girl from Massachusetts, was wanting to be occupied. She was needing some entertainment, and on a car ride, her mom let her use her phone to play some games for just a little bit. We've all done that at some point, right? But instead of playing little games, the five-year-old was busy making some big money moves. Lily found her mom's Amazon app. And keep in mind, her mom didn't know about these purchases until they started showing up. So you're ready for the, um, <laughs> the bill here? Here we go. And I really, I gotta say, these are some items that I think I want to give her kudos. I would have bought these exactly the same. Lily purchased 10 motorcycles. These are child's motorcycles, five in blue and five in pink and 10 pairs of cowgirl boots. This is great. Great taste in things. Amazon eventually agreed to take back all of the items considering the situation. Lily and her mom are okay. She said that she plans to get her a bike that's more appropriate for her own age, though, not a motorcycle. This is fantastic. Just a reminder to be watching the kiddos on the devices. Amazon and all of these other apps with purchasing, they need to build in another feature so kids stop doing this. If you felt a little bit stressed about that story, don't worry. It turns out more than just humans are susceptible to stress. I love whenever science makes cool discoveries about creation. Researchers have found that plants have been emitting sounds like little clicks that are unique to each species. And they vary depending on what exactly 
the plant is going through. Now, humans can't hear this. These sounds happen at a frequency that we can't hear. But according to researchers from Tel Aviv University, they said they found plants usually emit sounds when they're under stress and that each plant has each type of stress that's associated with specific identifiable sounds. They said, while we can't hear it ourselves with our human ears, the sounds might be emitted to be heard by other plants and other animals like bats, mice, and insects, which is so interesting that plants have a noise they can play and that noise can be varied if they're under stress. Turns out I'm not that different from a plant anyway, because here's what it sounds like when a microphone was near me when I was stressed. Researchers sure are putting their efforts into interesting things, aren't they? Like last week, we learned a team at MIT is experimenting on the Oreo pull, trying to see if you can get cream on both halves of the Oreo. And now scientists studying plant screams. And of course, there's computer scientists cracking the code on AI. And here's Anson with a new discovery. Kara, have you heard of ChatGPT? Yes. Okay. Isn't that the new AI thing? Yes. Yes. It's the chatbot artificial intelligence that's become insanely popular yes. over the last few weeks for how human-like it sounds when you chat with it. Ah. Well, I discovered something new today that I think you are going to be rather thrilled about. Okay. It's called CatGPT. Oh, this is promising. It's the same thing as ChatGPT, except it perfectly imitates a cat instead of a human being. No! So, I kind of want to try this out. Oh my goodness. I'm wondering if maybe you could ask Cat GPT a question. Oh yeah. And then I can read mm, how it answers. Totally. So okay. what would you ask oh, man. a cat AI <laughs> if you could ask it a question? <laughs> All right, let me think. Um, okay, how about this? Cat AI. No, that's probably not how you would address it, huh? Cat we'll GPT. Just... Cat GPT. Okay. All right. Cat GPT. Everyone always says that cats are cold and distant. I'd like to know, what do cats really think of humans? Okay, so I gotta just put this in here. Okay. And then wait for it to respond. Let's type in the response now. <laughs> okay. It did give me a very cute cat gif also, oh, by the nice. way. Which you would appreciate. I love it. Okay, here's the response. Okay. Meow. Meow meow. Meow meow meow. Meow meow meow. Meow 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 meow. Meow 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 meow. Meow meow meow. Meow meow meow. Ah, so much clearer. Hmm, seems like cat GBT still has a few hairballs to fix because my cats are very expressive. Maybe a robot cat says meow meow meow, but my cats would say meow, which I guess is close. My other cat would say meow. So there's a lot of inflection, you know? They can communicate quite a bit. Mostly me now. Meow. Uh, but there's a lot to it. I'm sure Cat GPT will get there eventually. But in the meantime, it is Holy Week, and Kara has this beautiful reminder as we enter into this weekend. I was listening to a devotional app on my way into work this morning, and you know, it's Holy Week. We're coming into Easter. And so they're focusing in particular on kind of these last hours of Jesus' life, mm -hmm. the crucifixion. So kind of hard stuff to listen to sometimes. Mm -hmm. But today they said something that just really grabbed my heart and my mind. And I wanted to share this. They're talking about Mark 15 and this simple sentence. And with him, they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. And this author, Tyler Statton, says, I am struck by the word with 
in this passage. Mm. If there's a word to sum up the life of Jesus, that has to be it. At his birth, they called him Emmanuel, which means God with us, Mm. born with us, walked with us, talked with us, lived with us, suffered and suffers with us. In this phrase is the great scandal and great comfort of Jesus. And I really love this point. Only Christianity gives us a God who is with us. Only Christianity gives us a God with scars. I was really moved by that simple reminder. God with us. Jesus came to be with us. He lived with us and died beside us, for us. I mean, that is just so powerful. It really moved me. And I hope it moved you as well and that you feel more prepared for this Easter Sunday. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.